0: And listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend too. That'd be nice.
1: Enjoy the show. Hey, this is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube's Retro Reviews with the No Swear Gamer, and you're listening to Two Dudes in a Ness. Two Dudes in a Ness? That sounds like you're two cowboys talking about your beloved horse Nessie. Ah, uh, we can fix that. Let's get out our teacher pen here and take that away and i'm guessing they're not talking just about the system but the games and okay that should do it let's try that again you're listening to two guys in a nintendo entertainment system game pack p.a.k right here on the retro junkies network yeah that works
2: Justin. what's up man uh not much i feel like we have not had a conversation in maybe a month or longer it's been a while it's been <laughs> a while we recorded More. a couple of episodes kind of back to back there and then have been releasing them but there's been a lot going on
3: well almost exclusively on my end yeah <clears throat> so it's been a lot of uh cancellations reschedules and trying to get this settled down. Uh, so I'll take the heat for this long delay in getting these uh, recordings together. Basically, long story short, to not go on a tangent, we're two dudes in a nest, by the way. We're talking about G.I. Joe, a real American hero tonight.
2: That's right.
3: But not to go on too much of a tangent early. Um, basically, I was supposed to move a month ago, almost to the day, was that was canceled at the last minute due to they were doing some work on our new place busted a water pipe first floor flooded so it took about a month to get that cleared up so we were all packed up ready to go at that point um and then we were supposed to go on vacation after we moved and then so we still went on that vacation but it's just been chaos chaos Abounds, um, and this past week I've had to go to orientation at my new hospital and a city I had not moved into yet, so that was fun.
2: That sounds awesome.
3: Uh, yeah, got to sleep on uh, a couch at a friend's house, which uh, when you're when you're in your thirties is not as glamorous as it sounds.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I did that.
3: Yeah, it's like, oh man, you know, you remember all the days, you'd not only do you, you know, when you had a little bit too much partying the night before and you had to crash on a buddy's couch, not only did you have the horrible feeling from the uh, partaking in partying, but also that you slept on a couch.
2: Oh, yeah. I like to call so, that the one-two punch. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, maybe on a Patreon episode, we'll get into some of those actual moments, yeah. But uh, for now, there's going to be a lot of tangents because I got a lot to talk about,
3: yeah. And I want to say I'm going to tease a little Patreon idea towards the end of the show.
2: Oh, okay. So, tease tease the uh, fact that you're going to tease, tease the fact that you're going to tease right now
3: the fact that towards the end of the show, I'm going to give a little Patreon tease all right because i've got an idea for a patreon episode i thought i'd bring it up on air because i know you're going to be down for it and uh thought it might uh, get a little uh interest from the listener
2: okay. all right all right we'll talk about it let's save it okay right now how about we do
1: now it's time for justin's, justin's historical tidbits. tidbits and trivia wait that's kind of redundant isn't it tidbits and trivia well if you're going to do redundant you might as well do it all in now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia, delicious details, funny factoids, terrific trifles, background briefs, marvelous morsels, and Wikipedia excerpts.
4: Oh boy.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. Glad to have the sections back. Who was it that requested to have the sections back?
2: Ah, uh, I don't remember, the, the but segment,
3: I... The segment intros?
2: I took it to heart, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, side note... If there's anybody that's like, "Oh, okay, why are they talking <clears throat> over their segment intros and stuff like that?" Well, it's because now we have invest used your Patreon money, speaking of Patreon, to invest in a nice little soundboard setup so we can be like true radio people and play sound snippets while we're doing the show. And, you know, sometimes we're not quiet during those. So we may accidentally talk over top of them cuz we're not used to having this yet. It's new. Fresh,
3: right? We're—it's we're, like Pinocchio. He becomes a real boy. He doesn't—he doesn't know quite know what to do.
2: That's right. It's us. We're finally real boys, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, history on GI Joe, a real American hero. So, of course, GI Joe, based on the uh, toy line with the same name, it was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, developed by a company called KID, and it's all capitalized. It stands for something. I forgot what it was. Sorry. Uh,
2: but... Um, Kids in detention.
3: When I read KID, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, when I read KID, when it's all capitalized, I think of uh, Binky the Clown on uh, Garfield screaming, Hey, KID!
2: <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Yeah, that's good.
3: Uh, And published by Taxan, which was the company that the producer and designer Ken Lobb worked for. So this is one of Ken Lobb's early games. Oh, interesting. Uh, He was originally employed with Taxan. Uh, Is it Taxan, Taxan? I I don't know.
2: Uh, I don't know. It depends on if you're from the South or not. Uh, if you're from the South, it's taxing. That's what the government right. does every year. They'd they, they be
3: taxing they you. Taxing you. Yeah, taxing you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But mm-hmm. if you're anywhere else, it's right. But if you're like,
3: you. well, I feel like, or taxin, Taxing. Yeah. Like a Texan. taxin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. If you're from Texas, um, you probably don't call yourself this, but the rest of us call you a tax.
3: Right. Right. So anyway, Ken Lobb, uh he was probably the, the this being one of his early games, a third game he he helped develop um, uh, for the NES for the company Taxon, uh, and then Taxon eventually went defunct, and he went to work for, the, for a company called Namco, uh, shortly and just a little uh, volume
2: company hole in the wall, right? Namco.
3: Uh, he was at Namco. I mean, he didn't stay at Namco long, and I know why he didn't stay at Namco long. Cause he's working on Genesis games, right?
2: Oh, gross.
3: So, yeah, they had him on um, Rolling Thunder 2, Splatterhouse 2, blah, blah, blah. But a couple of Genesis games, he hightailed it out of there and joined the good guys. Actually came became employed by Nintendo of America. Nice. And when he got there, boy, did he make some good games. So he was involved in Super Punch-Out and Donkey Kong Country. And then he later came to design the game with uh, Rare and Midway Killer Instinct. Uh, The arcade game Killer Instinct 1 and 2. And then with Nintendo of America as part of the Treehouse staff helped develop GoldenEye 007 which is a huge uh, uh, game of course. I mean one of a lot of people's favorite on that system, at least. And the, in the game, which I remember this gun now, but uh, I didn't never realize it was named after him. The Klob gun that's found in, in most of the Russian segments and uh, Goldeneye 007 was actually named after him, K Lob. So oh, it's
2: interesting. Just, yeah. I did not know that.
3: Yeah. So he was a I a mean, rare
2: guy then, right?
3: Yeah, so he's yeah, and he's been involved in a ton of big name games. I mean, remember Cruising World for n '64, Banjo Kazooie. One that was one of my favorites is probably an underrated game, if you ask me. Star Wars Episode One Racer, where you got to actually race the pod racers. I love that game. Um, uh, Donkey Kong '64. He was involved in Perfect Dark. Um, Hasn't been awesome. a whole lot, yeah. Hasn't done a whole lot since the N64. He he brought Killer Instinct to Xbox One, um, as his supervisor um, was involved in Ori and the Black Forest. But really, uh, he, his heyday was the uh, you know early days in the NES, the Super Nintendo, and then probably hit really hit hit a sweet spot of his career in the N64 days.
2: I did so. not know that he also worked on Ori and the Blind Forest. That's a pretty. It's a really, it's kind of a sleeper. Yeah, well, I wouldn't sleep on that one. That one's a pretty good game.
3: Yeah, and you know he. Well, I haven't played it. Of course, I don't have an Xbox One. Um, he's on there. Special thanks. I don't know what he what his real role was there. he was a supervisor or whatever, but he was involved in some way. So anyway, this being his third game, and uh, and. Of, he was actually involved in um, This game was released In January 1991 in North America I uh, got some uh, Programmer, here we go This is part of everybody's favorite Part of the show, I'm also going to bring this back A little bit I'm, I'm going to butcher some Japanese names If you're ready for that
2: Oh, I'm ready So we got the
3: we got the directors Motoyuki Inao 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 and Kunaharu Hosada.
2: Ooh, <laughs> Hosada.
3: Yeah. And then we got artists uh that were involved in the game Abe. Just just Abe. We just called Abe. Uh, Kizuhiru, uh oh little boy. Izuki. Izuka. And Sutomo, Ozawa. And then the composers, the real spoiler alert, the real all stars of the game. Nobuyuki, Shiyada, and Yusiki Takahama. There you go.
2: Alright. Alright. I'm so sorry you had to had to try to do that.
3: Yeah, that was that was brutal. There's a lot of names involved in this game.
2: Um
3: anyway. Oh. Kid is Kid stands for Kindle Imagine the Dog. Okay. And right. they were a contract developer for a lot of uh uh games. So anyway. Doesn't
2: make a ton of sense, but uh No. I mean I liked mine better, but you know, what are you gonna do? Well, it makes
3: a lot more yeah, yours is a lot better. But anyway, we've talked a lot about mainly Ken Law, but I think that's he's the most interesting part of the story. And uh how about you? Did you uh Have it go on some kind of journey, some kind of mission, per se, to find this game.
1: Now it's time for Michael's quest to find the cart, where we find out if Michael had this as a kid, bought it on eBay, or got it through other means. If you think Michael had it as a kid, press A now. If you think he bought it on eBay, press B now. And if you think he found it through other means, please press up, down, left, right, select, start, and the reset button all simultaneously now.
2: All right. <laughs> let me just say that uh, I was going through some of these old um, intro things, like where people mm-hmm. intro'd us, and I, I stopped on Phil's and didn't go any further because I was rolling laughing at some of the ones that he did. Yeah. So I had to use his first. He did a good job.
3: He, he went over the top. He, he really did. He did a good job.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. So how did I get this game? So first of all, let me just say... That GI Joes, the action figures, were my favorite action figures of all. E- even if you really? can believe this, if you can believe it or not, I like them even better than my Ninja Turtles for the most part. Wow, I love that's big. I loved my GI Joes. See, I was a
0: uh,
3: you know, I was kind of the opposite. I was not a huge GI Joe fan. Really, I don't you, know why. I just, just never so... got into them as much.
2: I loved them because you could move them around so much. Like, they had that little rubber band in their belly Mm -hmm. that you could, like, twist their body and stretch them. And each body part could move, just, like, the wrists and the elbows and their shoulders. It was just... They were so maneuverable. That's why I loved them. And they had the little holes in their feet so you could put them on things, like uh, the vehicles and stuff. You could, like, mount them on the vehicles, and they would stay on because you could put their feet down in the pegs and they would stay on there almost like legos too so i yeah. would always take them and i would put them on like a, in on the tank or i had this big uh i don't know what it was it was like a it's kind of like an suv monster truck but it had six wheels or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i would mm-hmm. put them on that i would put and mount as many of the gi joes in it as i could and then i'd roll them down this big hill and see how many of them would survive the like the ride down the hill i did so many <laughs> awesome things with my gi joes so I don't know. Maybe maybe you didn't have vehic- enough vehicles for your GI Joes. I,
3: I don't know. I just I don't know why I never really got into them as much. Um, you know, I, I don't remember it being something that I like. Didn't like them. It just you know, I, I guess I was just more into uh, the uh, Ninja Turtles and uh, uh, the. Uh- you know, well, I guess Power Rangers were a little later. I, well, I guess at, at the, probably the younger age, it was more Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters for me. I was, uh, I was big into yeah.
2: Ghostbusters. I so. like the Ghostbusters, too. But well, the it's Ghostbusters also. Anime. But yeah, I don't know. The G.I. Joes are probably some of my favorite to play with. That being said, what I'm trying to get around to saying is <laughs> uh, when I found out that Pick a Flick had a G.I. Joe game for the NES... I rented it's it gone. so many times. because it, it, it was game on, man. I was I loved it so much. And in fact, the copy of the game that I have, which I do have a copy of this game, came from play I know for a fact it did, because it was one of the games that as soon as they started selling their games, I was I said, hey, I want the GI Joe game. He's so, like, I told him I said, if you ever sell these games, I want that GI Joe game. So. Whenever he did, whenever he went to sell them, he knew that I was he. The guy he knew me because I came in like every weekend. He caught, he, and I've, I've told this story before, but he had he had my number. Everybody had a four right. digit number to rent their to rent games and movies and stuff. Well, he always knew my number because my number was nothing but twos. Yeah. So I would come in and he would just be like, Hey, two, 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 two. And I'd be like, Hey, you know,
4: I so, remember
3: that guy.
2: Yeah, he was, a, he was a really nice guy. He was a nice guy. I wonder why that ever happened to him. I don't know. He had like three different rental stores, but what do you do whenever the rental stores started going away? I don't know what he did.
3: I don't know. It's such a sad thing. Uh, He was kind of. I I would say he's probably kind of up in age by now, right?
2: Uh, yeah. He was. I mean, he was like our parents' age, or he's like my parents' age because my parents are a little bit older than your parents, but yeah. So he's probably in his like late sixties now, early seventies. Yeah probably so he's more right. retired but the uh you know who knows what happened to him when the the crash of the rental stores happened though because I mean he wouldn't have been retirement age yet by then so there's no telling him it's kind of sad I've right. never seen him I, yeah once picklelet closed down uh, I don't think I ever even saw him again
3: yeah I don't know just so, I don't know Took his uh his rental store money and went to Mexico or something.
2: I guess so. Yeah, he may be living it up in uh, Cancun or something right now. Right. But anyways, so when this, whenever uh, I told him, I said, I want this game and uh, I, I can remember he uh, I don't, he didn't put it back for me necessarily, but he kind of, you know, let me know when it was about to go on sale. So I bought it from uh, Pick Flick back in the day. I still have it. And apparently, uh, it's worth some money. but at least It is, yet. yeah. We'll spoiler
3: about, alert spoiler number
2: two. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, yeah. But that's how I got the game. I'm assuming, since it may be a little bit more than the rare side, you don't have it?
3: No, I did not. wasn't able to actually get it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's going for, like, you know, we've already kind of let the cat out of the bag there. A little bit of a pretty penny online, so... I didn't. I didn't go out and, and go for it. Uh, I definitely played the demo version here, um, but uh, we can. I guess we can go ahead and kind of get into the gameplay now.
1: All right. The game discussion. Finally, something that makes sense.
2: All right. Game discussion. So, uh, as it's already been stated by me. Uh, I played this game a lot as a kid. Uh, yeah. I can remember um, I was just blown away as a kid, thinking that I get to choose between all these different G.I. Joes. you know. And I, yeah. y- you don't have to uh, like, you don't have to earn them. You don't have to earn mm-hmm. the new characters. You don't have to, um, you know, you don't progress and play different levels as different characters. You can play any level as any of the characters. Not only right. that, but you can play any level as three of the characters. You get to be right. three G.I. Joe's at switch the same them,
3: time. Switch them out. Yeah. It's
2: pretty sweet. Yeah. So I was I was in love with this game. Also, it's very difficult, so I was terrible at this game. I don't think I never did beat it yeah. when I was when I was a kid. I tried so many times. Um
3: Yeah, so, you know, this was obviously my first experience playing with it. Uh, playing with
2: the game And uh, for me Not your first experience playing with it Just the It game. is my
3: first It is my first experience playing with the game I know, I was trying I to make a joke.
2: You, oh, <laughs> Sorry yeah, no. Wow, that just went way over uh, okay. Even my own head, yeah. I think
3: Sorry, oh man Yeah, been, been doing a lot of driving today
2: Yeah, I understand
3: Can't uh, mess with me How
2: far is but, your drive from It's really it's really long it's
3: really not bad it's like it's like three hours to get to Philadelphia so you could be in Knoxville two and a half easy
2: okay Philadelphia Tennessee
3: yeah yeah now Philadelphia Pennsylvania probably a little longer but um, you know uh,
2: so every state it, has a Philadelphia basically right
3: I don't know that'd be an interesting question
2: Anyways, I'm sorry, this is your first experience playing playing it.
3: Right. So first time, you know, kinda of getting out here and playing it, um and the demo version. And I gotta say, it's very difficult, but it's also kind of my my style. I like it. Oh yeah, my, this it's kinda my jam.
2: This is right I knew when I knew this one would be right up your alley.
3: Yeah. I mean it's a so for those of you that haven't played it. Or know it's train. a it's a running yep train it's a running gun full-on um, so uh, if you like running guns then uh, this this game is gonna be uh, what you want
2: yeah so to get further and before we get further into the discussion I got a little something something that be the manual Aha. yes sir yeah
3: now you're I'm, you're gonna so, are you able to screen share?
2: Mm, uh, yeah, maybe. Because
3: I was not able to find a copy of the manual. The only website I found was not wouldn't load. Oh really? Yeah. So. Uh, uh,
2: well, uh, go on the, uh, go on that Evernote. Oh okay. uh, yeah, it's linked there. The one I found. Okay. Because I, I'm using my iPad, so I can't. Uh, Right. Okay. I can't screen yeah. share my gotcha. iPad. All right. So, anybody out there that has the manual, please feel free to follow along. Um, I'm just going to start from this, near the beginning. Thank you for purchasing, purchasing Taxon's Game Pack. G I Joe. Please read this instruction manual to ensure proper handling of your new game and keep the manual for future reference. You know who didn't keep the manual? Pick a flip. You.
3: Oh, Pick-A-Flick. Dang it, Pick-A-Flick.
2: Yeah, that's right. Stupid Pick-A-Flick. I did not get the manual when I bought the game. Or the box. You no, know, it's probably not Pick-A-Flick's fault, because I do know that they would put the manuals for the games in their rentals, and then stupid right. kids would just steal them or burn them or whatever they do. And then once it's gone, it's gone, you know?
3: I wonder what the... Is there a charge? If like you if they don't bring the
2: manual back? The manual? Yeah, Probably.
3: I would be. charge
2: if I was if I was them. Yeah. So, so. I'd say yes. I'd like to think yes. All right, your mission. I'm about uh I'm about to sneeze.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: uh I don't know what to do here. Uh, I guess I just list We're going yeah. we're going li- we're going pretty live here uh with our recordings. Yeah. People, this is this is about as worst as you can get podcasting right here when i say i'm about to sneeze and then i followed up with we're probably not going to edit that out so right. there's a good there's a good 30 seconds there that of just absolute sneeze amateur talk. amateur sneeze podcasting talk. at its
3: best sneeze stop
2: yeah sneeze talk. see what yeah. i like to do is i like to just talk about the sneeze and so it never comes notice i didn't sneeze or did i right and then did we edit Ooh. it <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. who knows who knows
3: oh man you'll never know
2: now you'll All never
3: right. know um, actually they know they know we didn't edit
2: it anybody who's listened to more than about three episodes of ours knows that <laughs> yeah I actually did not sneeze <laughs> yeah. okay. He, yeah. okay your mission the G.I. Joe team is really mad and they're not gonna take it anymore the Cobra organization has been terrorizing the peace loving people of the world for decades with no end in sight It's time to defeat this group of thugs and rid the world of their menace forever. Um, Side note, there's another G.I. Joe game after this one, so I'm guessing it didn't work.
3: Right. They didn't rid them forever. No.
2: You will be fighting through six levels, each with three sections, not counting boss encounters. In each level, you will be in the control of three members of the G.I. Joe team, one chosen for you by the General Hawk and two more, which you can choose before each level. Now go ahead, complete your mission if you can, and remember, yo, Joe. Yo, Joe.
3: Yo, Joe.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I'm not going to go through. This is a really nice manual, by the way. If anybody is curious, you should look it up because there's some really detailed uh, information about the characters. I'm not going to go into Mm -hmm. all this information about each character. If uh, if you're looking at it, Justin, and you see anything that you would like to mention about the characters, because there is some funny little tidbits. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to go go into it too detailed. Yeah. Um, Let's just move on. Okay, but I will mention which characters are in the game, because okay. I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's noteworthy. So right, absolutely. Uh, you have in the game. You have Duke, of course. He is the uh, like the most famous GI Joe, probably. Right. He's like the he's not the leader. General Hawk's the leader, but he's kind of second in command, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Captain Gridiron, which yeah, is football the football, it's football player. Like,
3: it's like, now let's be honest here. If you're if you're like you've got a like secret military special task force and some guy shows up in the uh, football helmet, you're just going to, like, call the nut house, right? Get him, like, taken off somewhere. Yeah,
2: maybe. But uh, he was, you know, he was in the Naval Academy. He played football for the Naval Academy or something. I didn't even know they had a... I know Navy has a football team, but I didn't know it was the Naval Academy candidates that were or cadets that were on the team. But that's, that's this guy. He's an officer, okay?
3: So, I will say that I think that they do have an obligation, even if they're football players or basketball players, because it was a big to-do with David Robinson. Do you remember David Robinson, the basketball player? Yeah. Played for the Spurs. Okay, so.
2: He was in. The, he, he played for the Navy, right? He right, he Navy. played
3: in the Navy Academy, and he got drafted. And, you know, back, this was kind of back... And, and still really to this day you know navy army those teams don't really have a lot of prospects going into into the leagues right into the pros but he was and it was a big to do because they were you know trying to figure out like what how he was going to finish his service obligations as well as be able to go into uh, the nba so mm-hmm. it is I don't really know the full story on it. I have to look the story up, but uh, there was there was a bit of an issue there. Interesting. So they do they are in the Navy.
2: So you're saying that yeah. Captain Gridiron may be only a GI Joe due to his obligation, right to the Navy. He's not really uh, he he may actually would rather be a professional football player, but they couldn't figure it out, and so he's right. obligated to. At least finish out his tour of duty with the Joes. Right. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Um, side note, he's not in the game, but do right. you remember Sergeant Slaughter?
3: Yes, I remember Sergeant Slaughter.
2: That was that was an awesome part of the G.I. Joe show. Yeah. He was a wrestler, and he was on the G.I. Joe. He was, the, he was like a live-action person at the end of the episodes on the cartoon.
3: I know. But... <clears throat> mentioning wrestler we do have vader that just passed away
2: yeah i heard about that it's really sad
3: yeah you know what his greatest role was
2: boy meets world
3: yes of course he made like several cameos in boy Meets world didn't he i think there was like maybe at least two episodes he he came into play
4: well he was as, uh, uh, the
2: the big guy's dad right Right, right turns out yeah so I, yeah that was Frankie's dad, Frankie's yeah. Dad. yeah, That's right. Yeah, definitely his uh, greatest role right there.
3: Yeah, Blue Meets World.
2: Okay, other characters. Uh, so there's also, who did I mention? Duke, Captain Gridiron, Rock and Roll. Yeah. Rock and Roll, is a, he's a beast, man. He's got it's these a... Gatling guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's pretty... this, this brings up a good point. Uh, these characters have stats. And they're noticeable. Right. They're noticeable in the game. Like some of their, some of them have a higher shooting power. Some of them have a higher punching power. I guess we'll get mm-hmm. to that here once I finish talking about it. Once we move forward in the manual. But um, and some of them can jump really high. Snake Eyes, for instance. Um, right. Oh, spoilers! I was going to save him for last, but I guess I can go ahead and out it. Snake Eyes is a character that you can play as in this game, and that's Snake freaking cool. Snake Eyes. Yeah. And Ninja Man. Good old uh, snake eyes. Yeah. Then you can also be Blizzard, who I was never a huge fan of. I thought he was the most ridiculous G.I. Joe in the world. Right. He carries around skis. skis. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, we don't need a slalom guy. Nah. Yeah. He's running around.
2: I mean, so. he's probably got the easiest job of all the Joes though, right? Because he just right. sits at the house and waits till they have to go to the, someplace that has snow. And then they call him up like, hey, yeah I know we've been doing a lot of uh, You know, visits to the uh, Alps and stuff Deserts. lately, so Yeah If you need a vacation, you just let us know
3: Right Ridiculous Yeah, so, anyways
2: ridiculous. Blizzard Blizzard's pretty, pretty ridiculous, if you ask me Right Mm -hmm. And then General Hawk Makes an appearance in the game He just kind of talks to you in cutscenes and stuff
3: Right He's kind of helping you out there
2: Yeah, actually um, You know, I just looked it up on Wikipedia It lists him as a playable character But I don't think he I don't remember playing as him Uh, Unless you can Oh, no, no, no I do uh, remember He's in the last level You play as him in the last level no. Yeah, I forgot about that because I didn't. Uh, in replaying it for this episode, I was not able to beat the game. I didn't have time to beat the game. I beat yeah. it a long time ago, but I don't. I didn't beat it this time. But yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure, and somebody's going to be very mad at us, uh, probably if, if I get this wrong. But I'm pretty sure I remember uh, when you in the last level you get to play as Hog
3: right? And it- I don't know. I didn't get that far, so I can't be any verification or any. Uh,
2: you are no help. help
3: in that. That's okay. No help at all. None yeah, whatsoever. Is,
2: uh, as we stated earlier, this is not an easy game. So uh, I do not blame anybody for whether or not they can get to the end of this game. It's not. Right. It's not impossible either. It feels manageable. It feels doable, uh, and with a little practice, you can do it. But it's not. Yeah. Initially, it's not not a very easy game.
3: It, you know what it kind of makes it, it kind of is a little similar to for me, and that is uh, in a couple of ways. And uh, you're going to think I'm crazy for this, but the, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was
2: going to say the exact same thing.
3: In that. You could probably spend a lot of time and get good at this game, but it's very, very difficult for just the casual player. And I think that that's what Ninja Turtles were. There's got a lot of feel that this feels similar to the game as well. The Character probably, switching, right? For instance. And probably right. Exactly. Um, the life bars are almost the exact same, and both games had what I feel was. Uh, really, just awesome music to it.
2: Oh yeah, this. Well, uh, we can jump ahead a little bit. Uh, normally, we save the music for a little bit later, but I think it's worth mentioning. This game has some awesome, awesome music. I mean, this right. is it's a taxon game, but it's this is Konami level music here. It sounds Konami like. Uh, it's just it's some superb music. I love it. Mm-hmm course you're hearing it now yeah but right yeah Yeah. what about that um so anyways speaking of we were talking about uh how the characters have stats right a little Mm -hmm. bit earlier um so the stats are um there's i think there's four let me see it's in the menu i know it is but for some reason oh here we go okay so you're each member has it's different set of stats they're denoted by a number the higher number the better so there's stamina which is how long your life bar is so different characters have different size life bars which is kind of neat uh jump which determines how high they jump and that stat really makes a lot of difference like if you pick rock and roll versus snake eyes snake eyes jumps almost to the top of the level and rock and roll he kind of just barely jumps uh and then there's punch which we didn't mention that yet but in this game you have guns and you have punch Punch doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean punch. Punch could be a punch or it could be a weapon. Like Snake Eyes has a sword. Right. Um, Snowman has a knife. But it, regardless, it's a unlimited attack move. The gun, the, however, is a... You have to pick up ammo for it. And then the last stat, of course, is weapon, which is how powerful your gun is. The, um right. So each character has different stats, which I think is really neat because you kind of have to decide what character you want to use on what level.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Right. You got to pick your three,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, one gets picked for you on every level. Right. As a leader. As a leader. And then you get to pick the other two. It's almost always worth it to take Snake Eyes. He's probably the best character, in my opinion. Mainly because he's got an awesome jump. And he also has... His weapon is not a gun. It's ninja magic. Okay. And it's not super powerful, but it's unlimited. You don't have to have ammo, right? So you don't have to pick up it's ammo. Like, so you can you can use his distance shot as much as you want, right? I typically so, like uh, each level. I do it a little bit different. I usually take Snake Eyes, whoever the leader is. Obviously, you have to take them, and then sometimes I'll use I'll pop in Rock and Roll because his weapon is so powerful. That right. way, I can use Snake Eyes uh, most of the level with his ninja magic, save up ammo as I collect it, and then use rock and roll on the boss, because his, yeah. his weapon is worth the the most, you know?
3: It's a pretty good strategy.
2: That was kind of what I went with most of the time.
3: Now, Duke is pretty much just kind of a middle-of-the-road guy, Um he doesn't do anything extraordinary, but he does everything well. So um, that's kind of his role. Blizzard, I mean, meh.
2: He's kind of worthless. Although I like his I mean... uh, his weapon. I like his weapon. And I especially like it once it starts getting powered up. That's another mm-hmm. aspect of this game we haven't talked about yet. You, you collect uh, items. I can forget what item it is, but you collect these items that power up your weapon. And it's almost like a leveling up system where it progresses and then stays with your character throughout the entire game. So if you pick like this, let's say you use snake eyes, rock and roll and Duke. Okay. Well, the next level, if you use those same characters, their weapons will still be leveled up. But the neat little aspect is that since the game picks your leader for you, you will if you don't level up everybody at least a little bit uh, later yeah. on in the game, you may end up in a level where your leader gets picked for you and you've not done anything with him.
3: And they're weak.
2: And they're weak. And if you die with a character, they do drop down a level, mm-hmm. um, but just one level. If you die with everybody, I think everything gets reset. So yeah. don't do that. Yeah. If you die, die with on everybody, one. you might as well just reset the game. Right. It's not worth it. Or password. Yeah.
3: Well, I never tried the password because I was playing the demo version, Uh Um, but if you have a password, does that just get you to the level? It it doesn't give you your power up from that, does it?
2: I don't know. I think it does, actually.
3: Really? Hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like...
3: It may, because it's a pretty convoluted password system. It's not short passwords.
2: Yeah, so I'll, I'll
3: see what we'll the manual says situations.
2: as we continue on here. Okay. Um, but I think maybe it does. So, um, the way the levels are set up, mm-hmm. it's kind of neat as well, I think. The first, there's each level has four parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the intro part where you're infiltrating the base, right? Then, right. part two is the base where you're planting bombs. So you have to find these bomb locations. Right. And then part three is your supposed escape from the base. And then you fight a boss. So right. I thought that was kind of cool. The, the second level kind of breaks it up because you, uh, you plant these bombs. It's almost like the, to bring it back to the first Ninja Charles game again, it's almost like the damn level, but without swimming, you don't have to swim. You just run around the level right. and plant these bombs.
3: Yeah. It, 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 it is very similar um it 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 was kind of like you know in a way doing the same thing over and over again uh with each level but it was different enough that it never really felt like it was the same thing you know
2: yeah i mean it it, it's it's essentially the same progression but Mm -hmm. that second level where you plant the bombs is it's almost like a maze and it gets really, it gets a lot more complicated as it as you get later in the game. I think there's one of the levels that's really big. It's got like 50 something screens that you can go on. Yeah. You know, like if you if you look at if you looked at a map of it as tile based screens, there'd be like 50 of them. So mm-hmm. it, they get pretty big and pretty complicated, and so it's it's pretty nice. Uh, It's a nice little system because it breaks up the monotony of just scrolling left to right with a little, almost like an open world, find the bombs thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You've also got quite a few bosses in this game, too. You don't just get, you know, one boss at the end of the four stages. Um, You know, there's little mini bosses kind of here and there.
4: That's true. One of
3: which... Yeah. One of which, I did not fight this boss myself, and I actually watched this on a YouTube video because I didn't get it this far in the game. In, in the, uh, the New York City level, you actually fight a subway. <laughs> it's like fighting a train.
2: Yeah, kind of. Which level is that? I don't remember.
3: Yeah, there's a boss level where there's a train. It's like a subway. At hmm. the end of
2: it, I'm trying to remember that one. It must be a little, a little bit later in the game, in it.
3: Oh yeah, it's like it's in the New York City level.
2: Okay. There's the train in my house, by the way. It's made it. It's made its trip. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Each, we mentioned the boss at the end, but there's also a boss at the end of each segment too. So there's, mm-hmm. or not maybe not every single one. No, I think there is right. every, at the end of every single one. But yeah, you get you know level one one there's a boss level one two there's a boss. They they really took their time to make a ton of bosses, and they're all kind of different too. It's, it's really. They're this pretty... is
3: probably yeah. This is one of the better better designed games. So.
2: So the the stuff you pick up, I was remember I was trying to figure out what the uh, the thing was that you could pick up and uh, power up your character. It's a pistol, It's just a little pistol. Oh, yeah. There you go. So you can get ammo, you can get flashing ammo, which is just more shots. You can get rations, flashing rations, which is just full life. Uh, you get the pistol, but then there's also the bulletproof vest, which makes you like invincible and blinky so you can like run through the bad guys. And then there's a mm-hmm. uh, you can get some chevrons which is what you can actually increase the life bar of the character that picks it up. So it's, there's there's pretty interesting uh you know, pickups this game. The power up right. thing, you really, this game really didn't even need that power up item, mm-hmm. but just having it it makes uh, it just feels so much better. <clears throat> I love having the power up because your weapon turns into some pretty crazy stuff eventually like it starts as just a little itty bitty pea shooter thing and then depending on which character you are it turns it could turn into like a three-way shot or like a spread shot and stuff it gets pretty gets pretty crazy which i like it
3: yeah there's a lot of little details about this game like that 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 really this is a well-designed game
2: yeah. So, um, it's good. something else good we zone. haven't even talked about is the fact that you can, there are vehicles in this game on occasion. You yeah. can occasionally drive around in vehicles. Yeah. I think there's at least is always
3: two. an added bonus in a game when you get to drive around in a car.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, they don't even have to do it right, you know? I'm fine right. if you just, if you, even, even if it's just, uh, just to break it up a little bit, you know? Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, let's see. I got, uh, we're, we're going pretty hot and heavy on this game talk. Uh, I feel like I need to go on a tangent. Let's do it. Cause this is something, got? I did something really neat about, uh, two weeks ago that I was wanting to tell you about. Uh, just in general, but I was also wanting to save it for the show because it was really something interesting. Uh, yeah. So I ended up just saying All right, That's so I went to. Have you? You've. I'm sure you've heard of this. I don't know how many people out there listening have heard of this, but I went to Elkmont and saw the synchronized fireflies. Have you ever oh, done yeah? that?
3: I've not ever done that. Okay, it uh, is really
2: but- cool.
3: Yeah, for those of those, for those that are listening, this is like an activity in East Tennessee that if you want to do, you need to plan well in advance. Yeah, because you just can't you just can't show up and see these fireflies do their thing.
2: Yeah, so there I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background on what they are. Uh, so there's there's two places in the world where these fireflies do this, but here in the Great Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, and somewhere in Japan. So Mm -hmm. what these fireflies do is uh, they, there's the female, it's a mating season thing. It's only for like two or three weeks out of the entire year. that they do this every year. So the females are on the ground and they blink, right? Like a firefly. And then the males are up in the trees. And once the females start blinking, the males start blinking back at them. And then they all blink together for about 10, 15 seconds. And then everybody stops. And it's, it's just pitch black for about 5 to 10 seconds. And then the females start blinking again and then the males will blink back out. And they do this all night long. It, and it's nuts. But um, anyways, so I, I went to go see this. And like Justin said, this is not an easy thing to do. You have to put your name in the lottery to get tickets. Because there's only limited space on this trail where you can watch them. And so they can't just let anybody in. Plus, where's all these? Right. Where are all these people going to park and all this stuff? So, anyways, you have to get your name in on a lottery. The chances are, are like one in twenty thousand. And my wife and I have finally, get, finally won it this year, so we got to go see it. So, how many people are there when you? Uh, I don't know, probably between five hundred and a thousand. There was a ton of ton of people, and from all over yeah. the world too.
3: Yeah. Is it chaotic trying to get out of there, like
2: trying to get in and out of it? No, it's actually pretty well organized. So the way it works is, uh, they take you to the Elkmont area. There's a campsite. Mm-hmm. There's camping grounds, which I don't even know how impossible it would be to get a campsite there. But there's yeah. a campsite, and then there's the trail, the Elkmont Trail. So you, what we did was we went and parked at the like the visitor center, and mm-hmm. rode a train, rode a trolley over to the trail and then we walked we walked on the trail and just found a spot on the trail and just kind of sat there and waited and you have to wait for it to go pitch black outside because they don't start blinking until it's completely dark so we waited until like 10 o'clock at night when the sun was completely down you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face and then all of a sudden all around you in the woods these fireflies start wow
3: that's pretty amazing
2: yeah it's not like your typical fireflies either like you there's three different kind of fireflies that are out there there's the mm-hmm. there's the regular fireflies like we're used to uh that are just kind of like a yellowish green you know and they just kind of fly right. around and blink just randomly so those are there but they blink right. kind of in the early evening time and then once it gets pitch black they stop mm-hmm. then there's these little ones that i i loved almost as much as the synchronized fireflies because I'd never experienced these kind before but they, these little ones they call it ghost fireflies and yeah. they're a blue color they're like a pale blue almost like a mm-hmm. almost like a North Carolina blue like a baby blue and they don't they don't really blink they kind of glow so like they'll light up really bright and just kind of stay yeah. lit and they fly around really really slow almost like a ghost flying around that's why they call them ghost and they'll just kind of fly all around you and stuff because they're not trying to mate. They're just there. Yeah. So those were really neat. And then of course the synchronized ones, uh, the synchronized ones are, there's, I mean, there's, there's probably a million fireflies out there. <laughs> I mean, when they light up, it, it's like Christmas lights. Cause they're not a green or a blue or they're like white. They're almost like an led light out in the woods. So it's like Christmas lights blinking all around you.
3: Wow. That's amazing. I'm going to have to do that one day, but look, what is the end game here with these with these lightning bugs? What if, if it's a mating thing? Then how long do they do they do this?
4: Well, until
3: so, they mate.
2: So what they do is the entire year is all it's basically spent underground. Okay, so mm-hmm. this time of year they come out of the ground and they start the, this blinking mating thing. So they're Mating. I won't get into any details about what mating is <laughs> For on this family friendly yeah. podcast. Surely you know what that is, Justin. Uh, but they do, they do their thing and then they go back in the ground, lay their eggs. And then that, those fireflies die. And then the ones that are buried in the ground as eggs will grow, live underground until this time next year, come out of the ground and mate, uh, lay the eggs, die and rinse, repeat. They do it. They just do it. What a life! Yeah, that's their life. <laughs> yeah. they, the funny thing is, they don't even eat or anything during this mating season. They're they're just all about yeah, mating. They're too busy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> too, too, too busy. Too busy to eat. They just they eat their entire life, and then they come out for three weeks. It's on. mate like crazy, and then die.
3: <laughs> they eat for this to prepare for this.
2: Yeah, their entire existence is for like this, these, this month long endeavor. Hey, well, you know, maybe it's not so bad. There are worse things you could starve for, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> but anyways, that was that was my little tangent. I just I wanted to. I thought that was something neat. That's something neat that uh, I would recommend the the listeners try to get a if nothing else just put your name in the lottery now you can't they will not let you put your name in win the lottery and then sell your tickets you can't do that uh you actually have to show up with your photo id the person who won the lottery has to show with their photo id so you can't do that
3: yeah uh uh, well it's kind of like uh have you heard the thing about john cena got a lot of wrestling fans oh yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah how about him buying the He's ford, ford GT. gt
3: and that he sold it and you're not supposed to sell them
2: yeah you, you, signed, which I'd when like, when you buy the gt you sign like a two-year agreement that you won't sell it within the two years or something.
3: yeah and which i'd like to know so he was on adam Crow's podcast he didn't he didn't want to get into it because it was in litigation but I almost want to just say like why did you sell it what did you think why did you think you could sell it like was it just that you didn't think that they would actually come after you or
2: I almost or, feel like its see I'm wondering I wonder two things one surely not but is he was he in some kind of financial trouble or something that he needed to try to sell it or can't two... Imagine. I can't imagine either because he's he's in movies and he's he's wrestling still kind of I think so I can't right. imagine he's in financial trouble. The other thing is I'm wondering he's a wrestler he's in the like uh, adrenaline stuff. I wonder if he just wanted the rush of trying to sell it. You know maybe. what I mean? Just seeing if he could maybe. get away with it.
3: Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what it was all about. I don't know, but it's interesting. They've since settled, so maybe we'll hear the story.
2: Uh huh. They've settled, so he uh, ended up paying them some money, I guess.
3: So he paid. So he did have to pay something, but it was an undisclosed amount that was given to a charity. Of I don't know if it was Ford's choice or his choice, but it, he didn't. Ford didn't take the money.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. I wonder he if did he did have to pay. Or if he had to, had to, to pay, pay like yeah.
2: I wonder if he had to pay whatever he made off of it to charity or something.
3: Maybe. But then it makes me think, because he does a ton of charity stuff anyway.
4: Uh-huh.
3: You know, he's like the... the uh, the record holder for... Uh, the Make-A-Wish guys. Have you ever seen that?
2: mm I mean, I know he, what Make-A-Wish done, is, yeah.
3: He's done, like, the absolute... He's done the most by, like ab- like by far like over 500 wishes he's done like it may even be more than that i know at one time it was 500 but he's done like he is he's the record setter by far for the make a wish foundation
2: 500 wishes
3: yeah like yeah so uh he he this may have all just been a big publicity stunt you know i'm not i i think that crap goes on all the time it may have been a big publicity stunt between him and Ford in order to, you know, donate the charity.
2: Yeah. I can see that happening.
3: Get their names out there and then get a charity's name out there. Cause I, I think they did release the name of the charity, which I don't remember what it was, but just not the amount.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. I can see that happening because I, if I was, uh, if I wasn't, if this hadn't been going on, I would not have been paying attention to Ford or John Zena probably. <laughs> right but I just happened to hit both of them popped into my psyche or the zeitgeist of the you know just because of this right of course Ford also popped into it through uh, getting rid of their sedans which is I know crazy but we don't need to get into that
4: uh,
3: well it, uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it, I guess, but
2: um. I just wonder how that's going to work out. I guess we'll find out. So, all right, uh, we've been let's get back to the game. We've been really gushing about how awesome of a game it is, but I do have a few complaints that I'd like yeah, to yeah, so ahead and get it out of there. I, just,
3: not to interrupt you, he did do. He's done more. Than five hundred and fifty as of January two thousand eighteen. So, so when did
2: he? I want to know how many years he's been doing it.
3: He um the only one closest to him, and this is a surprise. You'll never guess who the what the only one closest to him is. Uh, with around two hundred and fifty wishes granted. Bill Cosby. Is... <laughs> I was thinking about Bill Cosby. I got another rant about Bill Cosby. Uh today but I was thinking about Bill Cosby other earlier today. Um but no, this Justin Bieber. Oh. Wow. Two hundred and fifty. So uh Justin Bieber, Bieber the be... guy
2: who everybody loves to hate, is out there doing doing the Lord's work.
3: That's right, man. Hey, he says, just go ahead and hate. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you want to hear my Cosby thing, or you want to talk about it?
2: Let's go back to the game for a little while. We can come, we can come back to Cosby in just a minute. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got a compl- I got a few complaints about the game. One, the combat and the platforming feels a lot slower than most games, and it takes yeah. a little bit of getting used to. Like the enemies move fast, but your punch moves slow, and it's the ti- getting that timing down. It's, it just kind of makes it feel sluggish sometimes. Uh, so that's one thing I'm not a big fan of. I think it's just me, eh, you know. The other thing I'm not a big fan of is, uh, I, and I've complained about other games doing this, but the colors in this game are kind of me, if I could think of a good word to describe them. M-E-H, mm. meh uh, and they can be distracting sometimes like if you pick the wrong character for the wrong level uh, sometimes the, everything just kind of blends in and it's it kind of gets a little bit confusing that's it, that's my yeah. only complaints really the difficulty, but that's to be expected
3: yeah, I mean I really didn't think of any complaints I mean, I, I, I actually agree with those uh, those that you've uh, mm said there but i will say that uh some of these games are a little bit nintendo hard just kind of frustrating do they have to be this hard kind of thing sometimes that i think about but again probably not a lot of people think that way either so
2: uh yeah there's probably a a majority of our listeners that think this game's easy you know right but uh, i will say that this game is a lot easier if you if you can push past your instinct to conserve ammo bang 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 like my natural instinct is to always conserve ammo and if I can just ignore that instinct to conserve ammo and just use my weapon then this game seems to be a lot smoother And I may have lost Justin. Everybody, let me try to get him back. Uh, this is good Hi. live live pod pod here. Uh, you know, sometimes when you try to do something nice, like record a live podcast. With the music interlaid uh, and the the segment intros uh, you know get it all pieced into one so you can release the episode almost immediately you can do all these nice things sometimes things do not go the way you would like them to go and computers crash. Uh, Justin just texted me, in fact, said, just thought this recording was going to be easy. My computer crashed. So that banging you heard, apparently was his computer crashing. I don't know if it was crashing because he knocked it off the wall and it could come crashing down, or if it just, uh, you know, crashed. So uh, while he's waiting to come back, since it's not going to be easy for me to edit this episode now, uh, unless I just keep talking, I'm just going to keep talking. So I want to talk about this game a little bit more. Um, so I mentioned the combat, and that the combat and the platforming felt a little slow, and uh, that it takes some getting used to. It and it's hard, kind of, to work with the fast, with the fast enemies. It makes it a little bit difficult. Uh, once you kind of get used to it, though, that's really not that much of a complaint. It's just it feels different than like a, uh, like a Ninja Gaiden or something that's normally pretty fast paced. This game's more. I would say more in the vein of a Castlevania in that the way everything moves kind of slow uh, and methodical, but it works. And once you get used to playing it like that, it it really is pretty cool. Um, I talked about the colors being meh, but in contrast, the graphics are the opposite. The graphics are great uh, in general. The character designs, of course, they're designed after the G.I. Joe characters, but they look like the G.I. Joe characters. So it's all, it's all pretty great, really. Um, so in general, the, the, the game's graphics are awesome. The levels, I guess, are maybe where it gets a little convoluted, I don't, I don't know, but in general, the graphics are great. The, um, it, we talked about the difficulty a little bit too. The difficulty is really not too bad. Um, you know, you have password system. Uh, it, the, the where it gets a little tricky is that it ramps up near the end, and it gets it gets a lot harder as you get closer to the end of the game. Like by a, by a long shot, it gets really hard. Uh, and the maze stuff, if you, the second level where you're trying to drop the bombs or or plant the bombs, that stuff gets a lot more complicated near the end of the game. But once you've played it a couple times and you know where to go to plant those bombs, those levels get really easy. So, And I guess if you had a map or something, that might make it a little bit easy. um, Also, if you're good enough to um, keep your stats leveled up, uh, you can really kind of blow through some of the bosses with a really powerful gun. So that actually makes some of the boss stuff feel pretty good. And I'll wait on Justin to come back. Um, But there's something... I'm sure he'll have a few words to say about this. But there's just something about being able to jump up in the air and punch a missile off of a plane. Like, just punch the missile. There's just something about that that's just so satisfying to me. And that's something you can do in this game. So that's something else that I kind of like to touch on. We touched on the music earlier, too, and the music's awesome. I think what I should do... Uh, while I'm still waiting on just come back because he's coming back we did do a high score challenge I was one of the only people that participated in it guys I don't know why you didn't participate but you should there's still time Uh, not time to get on the show of course because we're already recording the show but there's time to get on there and just see if you have what it takes so uh, just so you know what you're up against I'm going to go ahead and read off the two people who did update did leave scores myself and James Knight thank you James for joining me in the challenge James blew me away but uh, my score was 134,970 and then James uh, just going nuts and you know basically doubling my score with it, 278,280 um, we'll wait and see if Justin has a high score I don't know if he does or not but uh, we'll see so, um, when Just comes back, we'll get his final thoughts on the game. He says he's coming back. But in the meantime, uh, I guess I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. We had um, a contest. Oh, I think he's coming back. But we had a contest. And in that contest, uh, we were given away a copy of King's Knight. Now, the only thing you had to do to be in that contest was to leave us a voicemail. We got a lot of good voicemails between the time that we talked to Andy and now. Uh, And Justin's back. Hello, Justin.
3: Yes. Can you hear me?
2: I can. Loud and clear. Even louder than before.
4: Oh, well. All
2: right. So, anyways, uh, I was just about to give away King's Night. So, we had a lot of good calls. We had a lot of good calls. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I put him in a hat, and I drew a name, and the winner of the King's Night game is Mike Hall. Congratulations. Yeah, you, you are the wiener. Uh, so, congratulations, Mike. All you gotta do is uh, email me, or Justin, or the collective, uh, your address, and we will make sure that game gets to you. It may come from Andy. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have the game or if Andy still has it, but you will get a copy of Kings Knight. Congratulations, right. Mike! All
4: right, Justin. Woo-hoo! So I just
2: I just went on and uh, tried to ramble by myself, so that we Good. wouldn't we wouldn't have apologize. To edit. That's, hey, no worries. So trying to
3: try and stay on that no edit train.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's working. <laughs> uh, so I I just kind of rambled. It's probably not going to be the best segment of the podcast in the world, but you know, it is what it is. Um right. so we will just move on from there. What I, I just talked about the game a little bit more. Uh I went ahead yeah. and did the high score challenge. Did you have a score you wanted to submit?
3: No, I didn't even I figured I didn't make it far enough. Uh so I didn't I didn't I didn't bring a score to the game. Okay. Who won?
2: Uh James Knight won. He beat me. There's only two of us. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have anything else to say about the game. Do you? As no, I mean, final? you know,
3: we've already kind of talked about the music. The, I think the music was the brightest star of the whole game. Even, you know, even though it's a great game and everything, I mean, the, the music to me was just what stood out the most as being the best.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think the I think the music is the shining... Shining Star of this game and the gameplay too and the fact that it's G.I. Joe doesn't hurt me. But uh right. yeah. So I think it's uh all around sounds like it's pretty good. Now the big question though Question of the of the day, of the pod is it worth it? Do you know how much it goes for?
3: So that's the biggest thing here. So I mean really the cheapest that I was able to find it was fifty bucks, but most are going around sixty bucks.
2: Yeah. So that's that's, uh, that's pretty rough.
3: Yeah, I mean so two things here. It's a great game, it's a fun game, but I'm not I could not justify sixty dollars. Although that's pretty much it's like it's not depreciated in value because that's pretty much what a new game costs back then and 60 now. bucks and now so uh, it's uh, pretty much what you would have to pay for it back then um, I just I, it, it, that's hard for me to, to go to $60 also to talk about our spending money on games Man, if you wanted to put this game in there, even though it's a great game, you'd have to knock out two, at least maybe three or four games to put that one in there. So it's not going to make my my list on that either.
2: Yeah. You know, this, this really breaks my heart because uh, I was such a big fan of this game growing up. But mm-hmm. for that price, it's just it's so hard to justify that kind of price for an NES game when there's so many mm-hmm. great games for cheaper. Now, if this right. was the going rate for NES games, like if you were buying this back in the day and you're putting this mm-hmm. game up against all the other NES games which are also selling for this price, then that makes a little more sense. Yeah. It makes it a little more manageable because this game is its a great game. It's—it's. It's, I would mm-hmm. put it up there with mo- just about any of the run and gun shooter games on the NES because I really like this game. It's mm-hmm. just you're paying a premium for it at this point because it's it, it right. costs more than most most games. Right. So that's what makes it hard.
3: Yeah, that's what she said. Um,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> no, and I'm also not gonna put it on. I'm not gonna put it on my list either because I can't. I can't justify getting rid of so many games. Yeah, There she blows.
3: Yep. Alright, you got any retrofitted trophies?
1: Oh, you know I do. Now it's time for retrofitted trophies. Tom Arnold would be impressed that you made it this far in the podcast. Way to go! Okay.
3: I know, that was a little bit of a... Of a jab toward us, there.
2: I think, th- I think everything he's almost all the ones he's done for us are jabs in a way, one way yeah. or another. They're all a little jabby. Yeah.
3: We're just the butt of our, everyone's jokes.
2: Well, at least Phil's and uh, the Jessica Germs. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I went with G.I. Joe quotes. For mine. Oh,
3: that's better than mine. But From,
2: from the cartoon? Okay. Alright, you want to go first or you want me to go first?
3: Uh, I can go first. Uh, my first one is Jungle Fever, and that is Get Through the Amazon, which is the First World.
2: Okay, Jungle first. Fever. Yeah. Alright, uh, my first one, uh, and don't call me sir. I work for Eleven.
4: And that is... Uh, <laughs>
2: That is beat the first level. Really, I don't have any clever trophies. I just pick quotes and then pick things you could do to get those trophies.
3: Right. Um, My next one is, I didn't even see any rats, and that is get through the New York City
2: level. Okay. Uh, My next one is, give your hearts to America, Joes, because your butts belong to me. Mm. Uh, that was a sergeant slaughter quote by the way. Um and to get this trophy, uh you have to lose two characters trying to beat a level and then just kill the last one because you just huh. want to start you just want to start over cuz you don't want to try to beat it with just one guy. That, uh I mean, all right, that's a good, a good strategy, one. but you know. Yeah, maybe you just do it out of frustration just cuz you can't stand the fact that You've lost two characters. I
3: don't know. Alright. So, my next one is uh, Venomless. And that is Beat the Game.
4: Venomless?
2: Yeah.
3: Yep. Because you're beating the Cobra. Yeah. Uh Taking that venom right out of All
2: right. Uh, Mine is and knowing is half the battle, uh, and to get and knowing is half the battle. You have to def, you have to beat the final maze level because it is. Yeah. You have to know. You pretty much have to know the level to get plant all those bombs.
3: You know, GI Joe really had like some social justice messages in the cartoon, didn't they?
2: Uh, yeah, they did. Like at the end of every cartoon, they would have like, "Don't smoke." <laughs> and knowing is half the battle or something like that
3: don't pollute uh, you know throw your trash in the garbage or recycle or stuff like that you know yeah I feel like a lot of cartoons are like that back in the day and I don't know if it's just that I don't watch York cartoons but I don't feel like they're, they're trying to keep up with the you know raising the next generation right
2: yeah I don't know I can't believe you don't watch cartoons, though. You have kids. Shouldn't you be watching cartoons?
3: Well, well the cartoons they watch, that I, 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 I is certainly don't do that kind of stuff. I see. But, I, uh, guess,
2: speaking of uh, cartoons and kids' shows, guess what's coming back? You may already know what? this. Double Dare. What?
3: Oh, I have heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have Nickelodeon, though. Uh, no. I'm going to... Um, wait, though. No. Does DirecTV have it? Because I'm about to get DirecTV. I
2: think it does.
3: So, I guess I am about to have Nickelodeon.
2: I don't know. I hope it does, because that's what I have. And if I if I don't have it, I'm gonna be sad.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at up real quick. Have you got any more trophies? Hold uh,
2: up. See, what was my last one? Let me. It was knowing it has to have the battle.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I got uh, I got a couple more. Uh, my next one is some nights it just doesn't pay to get out of bed. And to get that trophy, uh, you have to do something I mentioned while you were gone that I feared you might have a comment or two on. Uh, the I think it's level two, two, one or something. Maybe two. I don't know. It's one of the two levels, I think, where the, there's the gunship with the missiles that shoot down at you. Uh-huh. Uh, in order to get this trophy, you have to jump up in the air and punch the missiles off the plane.
3: Yeah. Love it. Because, sounds like something the rock would do in a movie but like,
2: yeah and then and then after he's done punching all the missiles off the plane he'd be like some nights it just doesn't pay to get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> right
3: i love that one. Oh man that's the best one
2: yeah so uh the reason I, the reason i said you may have a comment or two on that one is because uh, that was one of the most satisfying parts of the game to me, which is jumping up in the air and just using my punch to just punch the missiles off the plane.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, which I will say... Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Great pod. I will say what was I going to say. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I will say what I was I going to say, I just said that.
3: oh I lost my train of thought because I just realized that uh, yes, DirecTV now has Nickelodeon.
2: Nice, good.
3: So you are in the clear.
2: I'm ready. For Watching
3: my some name. Double Dare. That's right. Yep.
2: All right. <laughs> Any <Anyway. laughs> Uh I don't have. I don't have an actual achievement for this one, uh, but I came across this quote and I thought it was just so ridiculous that I wanted to just say it so if you can help me come up with a trophy that'd be great um, but uh, the quote is dreadnoughts may be cops in this world but they're still stupid
3: What? <laughs> what's happening in that
2: quote I don't know out of context it sounds ridiculous though right <laughs>
3: yeah I just I, Yeah, I think it sounds ridiculous anyway I mean I, I want to know what's going on in the show where that quote becomes relevant
2: I don't know I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the episode. I just went to, like, IMDb quotes.
3: <laughs> oh man! Did you see any of the new GI Joe
2: movies? No. As much as I, I like GI either. Joe, I was afraid to watch the movies.
3: Yeah, I didn't either. I figured they'd probably not be very good.
2: I, I did wonder. I did wonder if they had like blue and blue and red lasers, though. You know, because if you remember the cartoon back in the day, it was like the blue lasers versus the red lasers. No? you don't remember that
3: oh you got you cut up I'm sorry
2: oh I said I do wonder that if the movie had blue and red lasers because that's basically what the show
3: was right I don't know can't tell you didn't see it didn't see but that. yeah so I hey, just can't Rock imagine
2: was that in the, was that movie right was he I think he was in the G.I. Joe movie
3: well now it may have just redeemed itself.
2: I may need to watch it, actually.
3: Yeah, have you seen the the preview for The Rock's newest movie, Skyscraper? No. Oh, uh, I mean, you you gotta look it up. You gotta YouTube it as soon as we're done with the podcast because it's like somebody said, "Let's make." It's like they didn't write they. They were like, we need to make an action film starring The Rock and then they just made a film designed around that. It's it's ridiculous. That's, it just looks ridiculous, but it looks fun.
2: Sounds like a good time.
3: Yeah, it does. It it, it does look like it's going to be a fun movie to watch. So. There you go.
2: All right, I'm I so out of uh, I'll look it up after the show. I'm out of yeah. trophies. Are you ready for the game rating?
1: Uh sure. Now it's time for the game rating. I give this one a cue.
2: Alright. Mm. How are we going to rate this game?
3: Man. Let's see. I don't know. G.I. Joe. Okay,
2: so because this was one of my favorite action figure styles as a kid and I spent most of my time putting them in vehicles and rolling them down hills. Um, let's rate this game like a favorite or not favorite, but rate this game as a
3: Ooh, uh, Hmm. Favorite camo.
2: Okay. All right. Favorite favorite camo.
3: design of camo. Okay. I'm gonna go with the desert storm camo.
2: Oh man, I think you just took mine. But go ahead.
1: Yeah,
3: because it was it was just, it was just so sick. Like the desert storm camo was just like when they put in the tan and beige colors. Like that was that was the, that was so awesome. And like that was never used before or, you know, never really popular before. So uh that was so in right about this time, nineteen ninety one, that this game came out. So uh I that's what I'm picking.
2: Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you totally stole mine because I was gonna go with that because of the for nostalgia and all that stuff since I also had nostalgia with the game. And that's fine. I'll pick something else. I'm gonna go with uh some like super sweet uh, navy, gray, black, whatever color it is, um, urban, urban yeah. like SWAT camo or something. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah,
2: because uh, I think that's pretty sweet. It's a cool idea to make you like blend in with the concrete,
4: and right?
2: I think, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna go with because you stole mine. So,
3: well, bully. <laughs>
2: That's right. You are a bully, sir. Stealing my, stealing my thunder. All right. How about listener feedback?
1: Now it's time for uh, listener feedback, where you, the listener, come to the rescue of today's podcast.
2: You know what I'm realizing? I think we need to stop these segments because Phil is yeah. just being a jerk.
3: I he is. Like I, I for, kind of forgot about that.
2: I started this episode off by talking about how much I loved his uh, segment intros and how I wanted to use them on the show. And then as we've gone through the entire episode, I realized that he's just been a jerk and we're going to stop doing this.
3: (laughs) He's not, uh, he's not being very flattering at all. Um, So trying to pull it up here. Uh, Here we go. So on the Facebook uh, group, Uh, Andrew Code says, this was my favorite show growing up. I never owned this game, but I rented it enough to have paid for it a few times over. The game is awesome. Great action platformer. Playing as multiple characters keeps things fresh. Hope you guys like it. If not, you're essentially telling me you hate my childhood. Well, Andrew, we don't hate your childhood.
2: No, in fact, I think we love your childhood. Yeah. Uh, let me also just note: uh, I totally agree with him. The multiple characters keep this game very, very fresh because you could basically play, like you could play, as it just feels different every time you play it. If you want if you Absolutely. want it to feel like, that way.
3: Uh, Jan, Ian Hook Hook, sorry, says love it, love them both.
2: All right, love them both. Does he mean both of
4: us?
3: I th- I'm I'm thinking he means <laughs> both of the games because there was a second, there was a sequel. Oh, okay. yeah. Um I
2: thought
4: but we're saying
3: uh, was
2: both both of you guys, Mike and Justin.
3: Maybe that. Now, you know who did the sequel actually? Cuz by the time the sequel came out, uh, Taxon as was no longer uh, around. Mm-hmm. Capcom, brought the, Capcom brought the sequel. Okay. out. Yeah.
2: Right. it's a very so. similar game though, so they kind of we'll talk about it when we get to that game, but yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if they had some of the same crew members, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, pro- well, yeah, it was the same team that made the game,
4: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: but Capcom yeah, it, published was. it or whatever.
4: Oh, all right, hey.
3: yeah. Um, my call, the aforementioned my call says never played the game, but had a ton of toys. Operative word is had.
4: Oh. <laughs>
2: That's how I feel too, Mike. Don't, don't feel yeah. bad. I basically just destroyed most of mine. Remember how I told you how I played with them? Yeah, that, yeah. They don't last long when you play with them like
3: that. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. And uh, Joshua Riger Re- says, includes password feature, all caps, three exclamation marks. He's very excited about that.
2: I think that was on the And box. that's, oh, was it? Yeah, it's like on the back I of the I didn't
3: even notice that. All right. That was the group. Now, let's get to the page. Oh, here we go. And nothing. All right.
2: All right. Moving on.
3: No, wait. That's the high score. Hold on. There might be something.
2: While you're doing that, I'll oh, pull up wow. Twitter. We've got a bunch. There's a bunch oh. on here. Okay. All right. Let me do, go and do Twitter since I pulled it up. Thomas Gunion, sorry, I uh, know I probably butchered that name, uh, which is at Spoonybard Toma, says, I loved this game as a kid. Never owned it, but rented it a few times. We ended up getting the Atlantis factor instead, and I think it's the better game. I really like the level-up system in these. Thanks for the feedback. That may be your first feedback to us, my friend. Thank you for uh, providing that.
3: Yeah. All right, so are you ready for the the page? Yes, sir. Feedback? It's quite a bit in here. So, Chris Vanderhoff, here we go. You know, you know where this is going.
2: Something about <laughs> Sega Genesis or something,
3: probably. Yeah, better if it was on the Genesis. Go, Joe. But then he says, P.S., I have never played this, so I have no clue how good this is. Maybe that's your problem, Chris. You I keep wasting what? your time on that. Uh, Genesis.
2: Chris has many problems. This just <laughs> is just his list.
3: Right. Alright, Rich VD um, says, Oh man, I love this game and G.I. Joes. Multiple playable character choices, Cobra enemies from the storylines, and vehicles made this a game I loved as a kid and this cartridge is all I have left of my three-car garage G.I. Joe collection. So did you have a G.I. Joe collection that filled up a three-car garage?
2: No, I think he's got me. Is my there. question. Unless he's talking about like a Barbie toy house three-car garage. Right. In which like case a I G.I. Joe
3: three-car garage? Yeah.
2: Yeah. In which case I probably did have enough.
3: Joshua Ty says, wow, this game brings back many memories of spending hours at my cousin's house on the weekend trying to beat it. Never successful, LOL. I can't wait to hear you guys break this game down. Uh, Andrew Code, um, again, the page here, uh, says, this was my favorite show growing up. I never owned this game. Okay, this is the same feedback, sorry. Um, Douglas DeLakey Jr. says, I love this one, but man, it was difficult. Never got more than a few levels in. Maybe if I had it as a kid, instead of only playing it here and there as an adult, as a kidult, kidult equals dude that got older and has responsibilities, but never actually grew up. Hmm. And Classic Wrestling Matches and Mags says, loved running that game. Is that and a Cameron, I, I guess, it's It's a page so i don't I know
2: you know you could do stuff as a page like that
3: i don't know i, I looked at the page and their phone number is 1-900 paul driver to the face <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sounds like so a
3: line, right? let's see i'm
2: calling it right uh, now
3: yeah uh anyway cameron bruce charles rounds us out with great music so, good feedback there.
2: Yeah, got one. We got another thing to hit up here. We got to hit up Google Plus.
3: All right, let's okay. see what Ryan Bauer has to say.
2: Uh, well, Ryan Bauer does comment, but I think we've got a new regular Google Plus guy.
3: Benson, All right,
2: Benson Benson Lot is hitting us up again. We may have we Sweet. may have two. We have two Google Plus. Oh man,
3: know. that's awesome.
2: All right, but let's start with Ryan. Ryan says. I'm really liking what I see from this. The combat seems to be loosely patterned after Contra, in a good way. The soundtrack sounded decent, and I really liked the appearance of the game. I loved G.I. Joe as a kid, and I wish I'd gotten to play this when I was younger. I'm betting you guys will be rating this one fairly high. You are correct, good sir. Yes, sir. Says, ha, I finally guessed the correct game after hearing the music preview. I'm actually currently <laughs> playing the game again. I loved it as a kid, but never really got to play it much. What can I say? <coughs> what I can say is back in the 80s, G.I. Joe was one of the most amazing things that a kid could play with. The ways in which you could reenact war with these little figurines was endless. And when you melted them together, you could make mutant Super Joes. Uh, I've yeah. never tried that. I should have done that. Uh, right. So so to get a officially licensed G.I. Joe Nintendo game, Heck yes. Not only that, the game was good. Not many NES games based on TV, movies were actually good. We can all be thankful that LGN did not get their slimy hands on it before Taxon did. Way to go, Taxon. P.S. Snake Eyes all the way.
3: All right. Awesome.
2: Thank you. We had some nice feedback on this one.
3: Yes, we did. That was good feedback.
2: Yeah. Not it was all it was quality not not the most quantity we've ever had but there's some good quality.
3: That's right.
2: All right. uh let's all right, let's check the voicemails here real quick. Uh, I do have one. I have one voicemail. Oh boy. Let's see who it is.
3: Is it Nick? This is probably gonna be like one of the most infamous sound bites you ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my
2: favorite games of all time. Like oh. probably top oh. him.
3: All right. Top 10 again. He's running, he's really running out of top 10s.
2: Well, yeah, he is, but I got a feeling what he's doing is he's doing the little trick where he has games that are tied, you know?
3: Uh, Oh, yeah.
2: I think if we ever get him to come on the show and like disown the Genesis germs, he'll tell us the truth. And the truth is, all NES games are ranked number one. So they're all in his top 10. Right. If we can just get that, get him to spill the beans one day, you know?
3: hopefully so all right
2: that's it uh, all right see. so yeah that's it we got the feedback taken care of all all good all gravy
3: all right i'm going to save my pod my uh, cosby tangent.
2: save your cosby tangent for the patreon perhaps that
3: maybe you, the patreon it would probably be something? it would probably be better to actually discuss on the patreon. Okay, because I I feel like going down a, 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 a dark, dark hole. <laughs> right. Okay. Patreon idea. Next Patreon part of the show. Doesn't We don't have to center the whole show on it. Ranking top five, five to one, Metallica albums.
2: Oh.
4: Okay.
3: All right. So we're gonna go through them. Five through five to one. What's your, you know, top five Metallic albums? So you got some time to think about it.
4: Okay,
2: yeah. Not much time because we're we going to release a June episode pretty soon.
3: Yeah, so uh, uh, if, you know, you're interested in that, uh, that juicy little tidbit, our opinions about Metallic albums, listen to the next uh, Patreon episode.
2: Oh, yeah, I think so. And if you want to know a little something, something about Cosby and what we think about Bill Cosby, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ahead and uh, go ahead and get ready for that Patreon episode uh, as well. Right. Both of we'll do it Don't know which episode. one I'm more
3: excited about. Don't know which one I'm more excited about.
2: <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, one more thing before we completely close it out. Uh, actually, two more things. Mm-hmm. One. I got I got to get something off my chest. What okay. in the heck is up with the International House of Pancakes and the stupid hamburgers?
3: I I loose I don't even really know okay. what's going on about that. I just see like some stuff on okay. social media. Let me just
2: tell you what's going on about it. IHOP but thought they were being clever said, "Hey, we're going to change our name to from IHOP to iHob with a b."
3: yeah
2: and then they but they said we're not telling you what the bee is and i said I, I turned to amber uh when i when they said that i said if it's not breakfast if it's something stupid like burgers or burritos i'm never going to IHOP again and what and if cold, it's but it huh but
0: what if it had
3: been but <laughs>
2: i'd go to international house of butt for sure say, <laughs> yeah. actually, I, I feel like i've been there once it was it was a good time <laughs> <laughs> Entirely different place. You can't even get food. Right. Uh, no right. Food right. Uh, but drinks, no food. Uh, anyways, so I turned to Amber and I said, "If this is some, if it's not breakfast, which would make total sense, if something stupid like International House of Burgers or burritos or something stupid like that, then I'm not ever going to IHOP again." And lo and behold, it's International House of Burgers. Uh, yeah. They're doing hamburgers. <laughs> there's plenty of hamburgers in the world. I don't need IHOP doing hamburgers. So, anyways, yeah,
3: that? I mean, there's My so many try. good hamburger places, and a lot of them are just like indie places nowadays.
2: Yeah,
4: we don't need.
2: I mean, there's two kinds it. of burgers that I want in this world. Okay, there's the high dollar fancy burger. It doesn't even have to be high dollar. But it has to be like fancy, it's like putting an egg on it or something crazy or some guacamole, mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. something like you said indie or something. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh something either one of those, or I just want a freaking McDouble or something. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to oh, have yeah. like one spectrum. Of the, I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I don't, need, I don't need an IHOP burger. Okay? Right. I don't need the middle ground.
3: not going to IHOP and getting the burger. Um, right. All right. Yeah. I'm not a big IHOP fan anymore. I had a lot of bad experiences at IHOP. If I'm breakfast ranking, it goes Waffle House, Cracker Barrel, High
2: off. You're putting Waffle House above Cracker Barrel.
3: I yeah, I'm on a Waffle House kick. I mean, it's are you it's just close.
2: A, what I'm saying is, are you just on a kick? It's close. Okay.
3: Maybe I need more time. Okay. okay. Ranking <laughs> breakfast restaurants.
2: Okay, yeah. So add that to the Patreon episode, the top five uh, breakfast places. Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll add that to the list. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyways, the one thing that I meant to go to instead of I, the IHOP tangent that I just, took us down, uh, I I think we need uh, two new honorary dudes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. That gas
2: means I'm right. I think it's time to induct Dude Ian Jan Ian Hook and Dude Mike Hall.
3: Yay. Welcome, dudes. And this has been a big episode for Mike Hall.
2: Oh, yeah. You also won King's Night. Wow.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mike, you're just like... Uh, apparently, you're our favorite uh, listener of the episode.
3: <laughs> this is the Mike Hall episode.
2: <laughs> we like to call this the Mike Hall episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... And... Ian, man, I feel like Ian. I thought he was an honorary dude a long time ago, but when I went to my list, he was not on it. So, and yeah, he's been in the group for a long time, always posting, and doing awesome stuff. So, it was it was about time. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. All right. You want to tell me? All right. Well,
3: us? you can find us on any of the social medias: Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we got two people over on Google Plus. You better hurry and join the party. Yeah, we're cutting off. We, we, <laughs> we got Ryan, <laughs> we got Benson, and your name could be third. And um, you can always call us. Or, I oh, sorry. We got the websites 2 dot nesdudes.com, and nintendudes.com. And you can always call us at.
2: Seven seven five seven 7 Retro One, or go to the website and uh, use your finger, tap on that little phone icon, and say, Yes, I'd love to call those guys, dudes. Uh, and that's how you can do that. You can awesome. also, uh, you know, you can find us on all the different uh, myriad of hosting sites like iTunes and all that stuff. I don't know if they're hosting sites. Podcast aggregation site—I don't know what they're called. Yeah, yeah but you podcast can find us on stuff. All... Yeah, podcast stuff. You can find us on all those. <laughs> well, what would really help us, especially on iTunes, is if you go on there and give us a five-star rating. We would love That's that. That's right. So much. We have a lot of good ones on there. We need more. Always need more. So we would love that. Right. Uh, but anyway, shout out to the Retro Junkies. Shout out to the We dude. Or we guy, as he's known on YouTube's, for the music, and shout out to the Fox dude for the logo. Uh, I don't know if anybody listened to the most recent Switch Up episode, but uh, Fox dude is hooking us up with a new logo, and it looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I went ahead and used
2: figure. it. Uh, he said he was going to clean it up a little bit, but it looked uh, like pristine and perfect already, as far as I could tell. Yeah. So I went ahead and used it for the last episode. Hope he's not too upset by that because I know he was probably he, he wanted to clean it up a little bit, but I couldn't see anywhere where he needed to clean it up because it looked awesome. So I went ahead and used it. Hopefully, right. I did not offend. Um, but yeah, Fox dude, big shout out to him.
3: Yeah, he's awesome. That he is all right.
2: So okay, dokie, uh, cow pokey. Um, Until forward. next time. Yep, I'm going to go ahead and pull in the next uh, games music here. Uh so before we completely close this out, uh I would like to hear Justin uh go on a quick monologue since I had to go on one earlier. Uh so he's going to have to just, just rant for a minute. Not a full
3: minute. Okay. Maybe. A full well, minute. You know, uh, I've already promised Bill Cosby on the Patreon episode, so I'm I'm saving that. I'm sitting on that gem. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe I just used the word gem.
2: Oh wow! I, yeah, you're in so well, much trouble.
3: Well, I no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I used the word gem as in J J I M.
4: Oh yeah.
2: Okay,
3: right. it's a gem. Like as a as it's you know.
2: Some guy named Jim.
3: Right, Cosby, Jim Cosby.
2: Oh yeah, okay. It's not
3: about Bill Cosby. It's about Jim Cosby.
2: Okay, yeah, your little monologue at the end, which I'm not allowing to be a monologue because I keep talking. (laughs) Right. It's actually about Jim Cosby. Gotcha.
3: It's about Jim Cosby, Uh, the lesser known of the of the Cosby brothers. What if the Cos does have any brothers or sisters? That'd be interesting to
2: know. That would be interesting. I don't know but oh wait is that uh, is that fading is that music fading in that I hear oh I think it is
4: there it is
2: bye everybody
4: bye bye